Hey, beautiful people. Hey, beautiful people. Hey, beautiful people. Hey, it's your girl, Donna Cichetera, back at it again with another back at it again. Thank you so much for coming back, tuning in with your girl, connecting with me in another moment in time that I get to connect with you and we get to connect with God. Welcome to the Aligned Effect podcast, where we discuss healing childhood trauma, practicing self-care, discovering spiritual balance. If you are new here, Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening to me on the AMP radio, if you're vibing with us with the podcast, welcome here to this place, this moment in time that we just get to vibe and get to connect and get to dive deeper into ourselves so that we can align with the best parts, the highest parts, the parts that serve us the best and discover the parts that we don't want to talk about or we feel weird about talking about, you know? If you are a returning subscriber, a returning listener, a returning returning viewer, welcome back. How have you been? I know it's been a couple of days. Your girl been your girl been doing some things behind the scene, as you all know. So today, listen. Today's topic is one that I touch base on a little bit every single week, but I want to dive deeper into the journey of shadow work and what shadow work is and how we can journey into shadow work and how we can align ourselves with a better understanding of ourselves so that we can move forward and build relationships. As you all know, I am big on us, me, myself, I, you, yourself, yourself. You know what I mean? I'm big on taking the time to listen to you, ask yourself questions, discover parts of you, tap into parts of you, And that's what shadow work is. I know that shadow work sometimes, especially in the more conservative communities, even the word shadow work has more of a negative connotation attached to it. But what I want to do is kind of break the stigma on what it means to to do shadow work. Shadow work is nothing more, nothing less than discovery of self. So when you're doing shadow work, you're taking the time to happen to the parts of you that you've avoided, the parts of you that you may fear, the parts of you that has been cast down or may, may be labeled differently by the outside world, the parts of you that you're afraid to let shine because of how it may sound or how it may come across. Shadow work is tapping into that stuff. Shadow work is tapping into the power that comes once you embrace, not even embrace, because some things you don't necessarily have to embrace, but once you take heed to the fact that these are possibilities within your realm, it's you discovering the parts of you that maybe you were once interested in, but couldn't really, really, really take the time to dive into because of whatever the circumstances were. It's you taking the time to dive into the parts that you you were before the pain, before the hurt, before the trauma, and then understanding who you are in the pain, in the hurt, in the trauma, and building a life on the power of understanding that information, right? So when you do shadow work, it's, when I started, let me just talk talk about how I started. When I started doing my shadow work, right, it was real lit. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. It was a real lit time in my life. Although I was discovering so many different things that were scary about myself that were you know revealing about myself were were expository about myself it was such a I'm gonna sneeze 
God bless me. At least I warned y'all. It was such a um such an exploratory chapter because I feel like that was during the time. And now, granted, now listen, there I'm I'm talking about a specific season in my life that I feel like I was the most connected to my shadow side. But my shadow journey has been longer than than this, longer than a couple years ago, longer than a couple years before that. It has been honestly a lifelong journey of me asking bigger questions than myself, trying to understand and pinpoint parts of me that connected to the outside world. The world is a mirror to you. So when you're doing your shadow work, it's exploring what that mirror is reflecting back into your journey and whether or not you like what you see or whether or not you're comfortable with what you see. And a, and a lot of people avoid doing shadow work because it's hard, because it's messy, because when you do shadow work, it forces you to make change because you can no longer say, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? You can no longer say, I didn't know, or I didn't understand, or I didn't have the, the insight, or I didn't have the, I wasn't aware. You can no longer say that. Once you start doing shadow work, it, it, it taps into parts of you that once you wake it up, there's no way in this world that you'll be able to turn it off. There's no way in this world that you'll be able to to back off of what you learn in the shadow. So a couple of years ago, when I was really deep into um, this season of my life, and it's because I was I was struggling so much. So I had to. Yo, there's a fly in here and it is harassing me big time. I had to figure out. I had to figure out um, my pain. I was really in a season of just wanting to release it all. I was in a season of just wanting to let it go. I was in a season of just wanting to connect the dots for myself of why I was so angry, why I was so mad, why I was so hurt, why, why I felt so different, why I felt so out of the box, out of the place, out of, out of, out of connection with a lot of different things and a lot of different people. I just wanted to understand these things. And in order for me to have understood these things, I had to face my shadow side. So for me in this chapter, my shadow side was my dark parts, was the parts of me that felt ashamed, was the parts of me that was the parts of me that felt doubtful, was the parts of me that felt fearful, was the parts of me that felt unworthy, were the parts of me that felt unpurposed, were the parts of me that felt insecure. So that was me facing my shadow side. Everybody's shadow side looks different. So me and my shadow side was connected to the shame that I felt, was connected to the fear, the anger that I felt. So all of that was connected to my childhood. So it, 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 it had me having to face the little girl in me. I had to face the the baby in me. I had to face the the preteen. I had to face the teenager inside of me because there were things that they experienced that I hadn't allowed them to grow through, that I hadn't given the necessary space to them in order for them to understand that they had a voice, that that they had purpose, that they that they were worthy. So I just carried their hurt with me and carried their pain with me and just kept it in this concealed box. And during this chapter of my life, I had to learn how to face it. I had to learn how to open up that box and allow whatever came out to come out and stand 
in the power of who I was in that moment. I may not have been where I wanted to be and or where I am necessarily right now, but I had to learn how to stand and let that all come. So all the anger and all the hurt and all the pain and all the all the fear and all the all, all of the feelings that I had felt for so long from a childhood up until that moment, I allowed to come out of that box. I allowed my shadow side to to let loose. I allowed it and sometimes our shadow sides are wild. You know what I mean? And and and, and once you once you feel whatever it is that's inside of your box, let's call it our shadow box. Once you feel what's inside, what's in, ever inside of your shadow box, you allow yourself. Then you and you allow yourself to understand what it is you're dealing with. Then you'll be able to take that information and reclaim a power that then gives you um, authority over it. So then you can tame tame that energy and, and allow it to work in your favor because there is a favor inside of that. There is a purpose inside of all of that. As I always say, there is purpose inside of pain. So once I opened up my shadow box, right, I had to face it all. And my facing it all wasn't, wasn't me rehashing the pain, wasn't me pointing the fingers to blame at other people. It wasn't me saying who did or what did or what happened. It wasn't me doing any of that. My shadow side was me facing my actions and taking radical accountability for my life and my journey. It didn't matter to me anymore who was or who did or who, what, why, when, where. It did. I didn't give a fuck about Tom, Dick, Jane, Harry, Sarah, nobody. I didn't care about anybody else that was involved in my story. What I cared about was me. What I cared about was I need to take accountability for me. Yes, they hurt me, but I became the monster. Yes, they said what they said, but I aligned with those words. Yes, in order to punish them, I thought that I was doing doing, doing this, that, and the third. But in, in, in reality, I was really punishing myself. So I had to come to the realization like, baby, it was you. I had to come to my own, my own, my own understanding of baby. It was you. Like you did that. You said that. You carried that out. You took those actions. You did those steps. And and it is not to say that our past does not play parts because it absolutely positively at super out as super califragilisticexpialidociously does. Okay. Our past has a lot to do with our molding and our and our thinking and how we see life and things of that nature. But and, and some of us and more of us than we we, we some of us want to admit because then we have to admit to our shadow side. If we admit that we see and understand the bigger pictures to certain situations or or certain experiences or or even the human experience or not, then we have to understand that the pain that we carry around is irrelevant and it's only hurting us. So once I got comfortable with the fact that my shadow side was self was radical accountability, my shadow side was me saying, you know what, this is all the things that I've done. These are my sins. And I mean, all of them, the lies that I told, the shit that I stole, the people I finessed, the things that I did. And, and even if, if, if I was doing it out of survival in these certain chapters of my life, right? It doesn't matter what my reasonings were for. This was my impact. If it wasn't the impact to other people, maybe they didn't know, maybe they didn't pick game, maybe they didn't, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be, it does not matter if it was impactful to other people. This is how it's impacted me. And I think a lot of people think, at least for me in my life, I've, I've, I've met with people who, I've, who, who know the things that I've done or I've done wrong personally. And I think that they think that karma missed me or some way, shape or form. When I tell you the way that, I don't know if y'all have ever, well, y'all should be on y'all Bible shit because we here at the Aligned Effect. But the way that the voices played with Judas after he portrayed Jesus, 
You know what I mean? That's how it was for me. The voices were just playing with me for years, for years and 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 years. And for a long time, I thought that those voices were trying to harm me. I thought that they were trying to, you know what I mean? And instead of trying to numb them or, 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 you know what I mean? I found my own way to phase them out of my, my ringing in my head as much, but instead of trying to make it seem like the voices were a problem, one day I decided to listen to what they were saying, really listen to the story that they were saying. My story was playing. It was playing this storyline of pain, this storyline of hurt, this storyline of unworthiness. So I had to sit in my shadow box. I had to sit in my shadow box and listen to what that story was saying, but I had to I had to tune my ears into it in a different kind of way. For a long time I was listening to it for validation. I wanted to be validated by the pain because I was being validated by something. I wanted to be validated by the hurt because I was being validated by something. It was making me feel something, even if that something was impacting me negatively. It was making me feel something, even if that something was impacting my life negatively. It was making me feel something. And I'd rather have that something than absolutely nothing. That's how I was maneuvering for so long in my life. And I had to figure out how to hear me. So I had to sit in my shadow box. And I had to listen to those stories, really listen with intention. What are they saying to you? What is the what is the storyline, the pain that they were saying? And then and, and once I tuned my ears in differently to the story and, and changed my perspective, you're not trying to hurt me. You're trying to make me aware of something that is within me, an energy that is within me, a spirit that is within me that is that is preventing me from moving forward, that is preventing me from, from taking a step forward, that is preventing me from, from allowing my growth to happen, that is preventing me from allowing my healing to happen. So you're making me aware. These stories are making us aware if we just tune in our ears differently. Yes, it's saying some crazy shit. Yes, it's saying some negative shit. Yes, it's saying some hurtful shit. Yes, it's reminding you of painful things, but it's also letting you know that there is something inside of you there is a blockade. There is an energy here that I don't, it's clearly keeping me up. Okay. This is what our bodies, this is what our spirits are saying to us. It's clearly keeping me up. This, there's an energy here that don't belong here. And this is why it keeps talking and keeps singing and keep interrupting and keep, you know what I mean? Because it, 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 it Hey, it doesn't belong here. Hey, it doesn't belong here. And a lot of us, we take it to mean the opposite. A lot of us, attach ourselves to the storyline. I know I did. A lot of us attach ourselves to the storyline and we allow them to become our realities. Because again, something to feel is better than nothing to feel. And nothing is a dangerous place to be in. But when you have gone through experiences in life where where the odds have been stacked against you, nothing is an easy line to cross over into just nothingness, just numbness. So I had to sit with it. I had to listen to it. I had to tap into it. What are you, what are you making me aware of? And once I seen what it was making me aware of, and once the, 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 the mirror was reflecting back to me, um, an energy that, that made it seem like this world or other people have power over my story, have power over me in a way that it, they, in me in a way that the energies thought that they could puppet my emotions to live outside of myself. Not just my heart on my sleeve, but every emotion that I was ever feeling just out in the open and just there. You know what I mean?
so in these moments I had to face in these moments and when I had to face these things it it was hard this is why I always say you don't know what you know until you go through what you go through right it was so hard having to face these truths about myself it was hard to say to myself baby you became the monster it was hard to say to myself baby you became the pain. It was hard to say to myself, you became the words that other people threw at you. You became the this and you became the that. You believed it. You believed it. It was hard to say to myself, you know what? That energy that I took on as my own attracted more of that energy into my life, which caused a a a a layering of pain over the years, a layering of trauma. Like I was like I was a hurt lasagna. I'm a hurt lasagna out here, and it was hard. It's hard saying to yourself that you are the master of your fate, that you control your outcome. It's hard saying to yourself that you allowed yourself to sit back. You allowed yourself to fall off. You allowed yourself. It doesn't matter who else was a player in that game. When you don't take the time to understand, protect, and and acknowledge and take accountability for yourself, you fall prey to to blaming everybody else. It's their fault. It's that person's fault. They didn't do and they didn't do and they didn't say and they wasn't there and they wasn't supported. And that very well may be true. Uh Most of us grew up with families that are lame. So that very well may be true. You feel what I'm saying? It very well may be a truth, but what does a truth that exists in the dynamics of something that is outside of you has have to do with you? What does the dynamics of your family have to do with you? And I tell this to my people all the time, especially when I know that their dynamics are toxic and they're sitting here coming to me like they're saying things that 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 convey the level of toxicity in which they're experiencing with relationships that did not come out of their wounds. You know what I mean? Like you didn't birth that thing. That thing did not come from your seed, but you're getting that thing control and manipulate and maneuver your life. Those things don't even don't even do things for your life, but you're getting because of titles, because of roles, because of 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 respect of persons. You're allowing external energies to dictate your your internal truths. That's crazy. And even in that, when I came to the realization of that for myself, I allowed external voices to dictate my internal voice. I allowed the things and the, and the words that my mother spoke to me and the actions that were took towards me. And I allowed the beatings that I took and, and, and the names that I was called and all of the things that accumulated over the years, I allowed them to become my identity. And I allowed them to silence my voice in a way that I was no longer speaking from a place of conviction of myself, but I was speaking in a place of convincing them the opposite of what they believed about me, what they believed about my future, my past and my present. What they believed about me was dictating whether or not I showed up for myself, whether or not I did things for myself, whether or not I loved myself. So as I sat in my shadow box, And I'm looking around at all of the voices, 
all of the storylines, all of the moments in time that have happened outside of me that I've allowed to penetrate my heart in a way that it was hardening it. Instead of allowing it to, to it, it expose and expand it. Expose my heart to me so that I could know what, what's going on inside you. Am I cold? Am I? Because I, I don't know about y'all, but I've experienced things that make me question whether or not I have a heart. And not because I don't have a heart, but because I really have to check in with myself to make sure that these things haven't impacted me in a way that I don't even realize. Because sometimes pain changes us in ways that we don't even realize. So in these moments of which I know that I just went through a situation or I know that I did something just happened that that impacted my heart. I have to check in with my heart and got to check in with God. Like, is everything all right in there? <laughs> we good. We still got light. We still can see everybody. Everybody cool. Right. We cool. Right. Yeah. All right. So I have to check in. I have to check in with my heart. So once I'm checking in with my heart and I'm seeing, all right, we not, we not all the way black. We not all the way back. There's some light inside of there. So what, what can I follow that light? What can, what can this light teach me in this situation? Even if there was nothing but absolute darkness, what can this light teach me in this situation? Not to the point where I'm victim blaming myself where I'm blaming myself in situations I genuinely had no power, no control, or no options. And not into the place where I'm villainizing everybody else around me and everybody else that was involved because they know not what they do. There's a reason why Jesus said that when he was on the cross, because a lot of people really don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the, 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 the impact, even if the intention is there. They don't understand that a lot of people don't see past themselves. They can't see the steps that are taking or they don't know how to effectively communicate those things to one another. So when we when we when I realized that it made it a little less hard on me when I realized people really don't know what they be doing. They really don't know what they be doing. They just be doing it. And a lot of us have spent so little time with ourselves to be able to differentiate or understand the actions that were taken. So I know not what they do. That, that, that was one of the first lessons that God taught me for real was they know not what they do, Donacy. They didn't know who you were. They didn't know that you were my child. They didn't, they didn't understand the impact of their actions. They thought they were doing better in some instances. They thought that they were doing, they were aiding, they were helping in some instances. They know not what they do. And if you allow their unknowingness to become your downfall, what is it going to benefit you in the long run? And I wanted to learn from it. So I had to figure out how to learn from it. I had to figure out how to how to ask it questions, how to ask my pain questions. That's one thing that Sydney and Shadowbacks will teach you is how to ask your emotions questions. Ask them because it's an energy, meaning that it has particles and in, 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 in stuff around it that makes it a, a being of its own design of its own so that means that if that if that being is resting inside of you your pain is resting it's resting what is it trying to teach you what is it trying to show you what is it trying what is it here for matter of fact what is your relationship with it when we sit in our shadow boxes we start to build better relationships with our emotions and and i don't think people understand how and i and i, I said this in another episode or we talked about it briefly in another episode is how powerful it is to build a relationship with your feelings you need to know them you need to know them the way that they know you and they know you why do they know you first of all they've been here longer than you emotions were here before humans were 
You see what I'm saying? So because of that, there's a wisdom that is inside of them that if you don't adhere to it, you will just keep meeting them in their shadow side. We are onions. We are many, many layers. We are not just one whole con con co cohesive bulb of something. We are layers, and every layer needs to be honored. Every layer needs to be heard. Every layer needs to be felt. Every layer needs to be respected. And how can you do these things if you don't know who or what they are? If you don't take the time to 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 face your demons and look them square in the eye and let them know that the story that they've been feeding for thus long in the perspective that you had over it no longer serves where you're going where you let them know that they are not your enemy but you have been granted dominion and power over them so they better give you tea and then get into submission or or or, or else there's a power and knowing your shadow side, we think that just because that, and again, it, it allows you the introduction into the duality, the hypocrisy, the contradictions of being a human, especially if you believe in God, especially if you believe in spirit, especially if you believe in things like heaven and hell. Because if you listen and read the Bible, God gave us dominion over the demons. So we have power with the angels and dominions over demons. So you need to know how to balance both. But how can you balance both if you don't talk to them, if you don't ask them what they're here for, if you don't ask them how you can learn from them, if you allow them to puppet you in a way that they get to live out their wildest dreams through you, that hate gets to live out its wildest dreams through you, that anger is living out its wildest dreams through you, that pain is living out its wildest dreams through you. And the only reason why it's allowed to do that is because you don't even know what is doing what inside of you to know who or what to talk to or how or what to deal with it. So you need to learn how to sit in your shadow box. Sitting in your shadow box is sitting with yourself and facing the things that you may have avoided. Facing the things about you that people in society may look upon, down upon. Shit, you might even go to jail for some of the things that you like. For real, for real, for the truth of your identity, for real, for real. And just because your truth may not align with the way that the legal system is set up. And that's okay. It's not to say that you're right nor wrong. It's not to say that the legal system is right nor wrong. It's just to say, once you embrace the totality of all of who you are, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in a box outside or sitting in a cell or sitting in a million dollar home, you're going to be free wherever. Being in prison being in prison is internal. Where your body be has no bearing on you once you know that, yo, I'm going to be me wherever. I'm going to be comfortable wherever because I'm free wherever. I've embraced me wherever. I know that I'll cross that line if I need to and I know what lines I won't cross wherever. I understand myself wherever. I know myself wherever. I got a bomb-ass relationship with myself forever. I got a relationship with them old storylines forever. We locked them forever in the best possible way ever. But unless you open up that shadow box, unless you allow that doubt, that fear, that anger, that hate, that shame, that, that confusion, that, that, that pain to reveal itself in and for you, so that you can take the steps necessary to, to maneuver with it better, to maneuver with it in a greater way, in a way that it serves you to learn how to transmute these energies into energies that serve you and no longer harm you. You're just going to be sliced and diced and moved around like the puppet you are.
listen to you. Sit in your shadow box. Ask your pain questions. Your childhood, talk to it. Your past, talk to it. And it doesn't mean that person, that place, that thing you have to physically do, hear, speak to, be at in order to know. Sometimes it's just you in your room having conversations in the spirit. And if you're a good visualizer, sometimes it'd be a whole people standing right there in front of you. Amen. Talk. Explore. Discover. Find out where your power lies. Because it lies somewhere. And if it's hidden behind the perspective of the pain, the relationship with pain, baby, all you got to do is build a different relationship with it. And the best part about it is that these energies, even though they may have hurt us, our perception of them may have hurt us. How we met them may have hurt us. They're forgiving. Can you be the same with your own journey? Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. I like you. God loves you more importantly. Don't forget to comment, like, follow, share, subscribe, and I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Stay blessed.